Hello. Howdy. I'm Gabriel. And I'm Nick. We're here with the Life, Liberty, and Podcast to give you life, liberty, and stonks. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Episode four. Welcome back. We're not, we're not, we're not a political podcast, I promise. That's we just, such a lie. We just, we talk about media and then it just so happens that every time we want to discuss anything, we just end up talking about it. But yeah. we talk about other stuff too. We want to talk about culture. We talk about love. We talk about happiness. You know, we talk about a lot of things, but in, in here it talks about that stuff. I am the counterweight to it. Um, but right. uh, the, uh, I guess the thing we wanted to talk about today was multiverse of madness. Um, so uh in in multiverse of madness i think we both uh or i i saw it and i i kind of picked up on some things that um like we're talking about the uh like the main character of it or one of the main characters is called like america chavez oh yeah and it's a it's a she's a hispanic girl and in the movie spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it but it's like in the movie she like me what do you oh yeah sorry i mean (laughs) We're trying to like lead this. I think it's okay. I'm not. I don't plan on. Really, I don't care about it now because I heard it's bad, so I don't really care about it anymore. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's not terrible. It's just like the first part of it. it's typical Marvel. Like you know, you go and it's just a roller coaster. You know, you go in there to enjoy it, and you're just like, this is. I'm not looking for super depth here. I'm I'm yeah. looking for a, a a feast for the eyes. You know, and I've already had a big part of it spoiled, so go for it. What part? That the some society or some Illuminati thing died, all of them dying or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. oh I I did send that meme. Yes, in the group chat. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just like I guess we were talking about it. Um, and... well, don't mention the G, the group chat to the to the audience, Nicholas. Oh, oh be what? careful. <laughs> okay, so he used us, used against us in a in a court case. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be evidence uh, for whatever we've done. No, um, uh, I think the thing we were going towards was uh, I saw it with a group of people and um, the uh, the group of people, one of them, whenever like um, after we saw the movie, like the first part of the movie was like Marvel. And then the second part of the movie was campy. But, you know, it it didn't necessarily sit right with me. But then someone was like, yeah, it was intentionally campy. That's just the director's style. And I was OK. This Sam one, Raimi, baby. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Uh I actually his his Spider-Man two is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I mean honestly, I I watched the movies, but I was a kid, so I don't remember them very well. But I did remember enjoying them as a kid. I don't I, know if that means anything. I go back and like rewatch like the train fight scene from that movie all mm. the time because it's still the best Spider-Man fight scene that we've had in the movie. But um, that's kind of off. I went and saw it with someone, and um they were talking about uh one of them says like oh yeah it's kind of woke for me and i was just like in what regard he was like yeah the 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 kid's name is um, america chavez and she has two moms and uh you know they like speak spanish like at the beginning of the movie occasionally and i'm just like uh, he said it was woke and and it just got me thinking about like uh i used to be of the perspective that i don't like an agenda being pushed at me but then i kind of thought about it and like I think in general, people don't like being uh, intentionally swayed 
or like intentionally affect. Yeah. Like, I won't say manipulated because I feel like that gives it like a that gives it a negative connotation. But like I don't think people like being pushed in a certain direction. And the thing about the diversity push is that it's necessary to be more conscious and to do more of it because otherwise it's just going to be the same stuff. Well, it's also just reality. Yeah. I mean, families like that do exist in real life. It's not like this is just a fake thing that they're pushing, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't, I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. Like, why Why do we care so much? <laughs> it's just a movie. Like, yeah. I feel like people who claim to be anti-woke claim like they want equality or whatever, but they actually just are just against diversity. Yeah. Like, if you were really about equality, you wouldn't give a shit if it's like, okay, well, she just happens to be Hispanic and she has two lesbian mothers. Okay, cool. All I care about is whether it's a good character. Like, I think it goes too far in the sense of, like, when it's obvious that they're trying so hard to focus on the identity and not the actual character, which I think is what a lot of people were saying Captain Marvel is like. Like, she doesn't have a lot of personality as a character. And it's really just about her being like a woman, which mm. is fine. But like, we should still care about actually making a quality, like well-developed character. But on the other hand, it's like people still complain, even if they create good characters, it, they still complain that it's diverse because they're pushing an agenda. It's like, no, they're just yeah. just making a movie. I mean, <laughs> like, I, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed that character. Um, not incredibly. I'm not going to say it was a super deep character, but it's also not a super deep movie. But the, um, uh, yeah, it is kind of odd where it's just like, even if it's like, okay, so what do we want? Do we want the same sort of like cast and characters and tropes just forever? Just Brad Pitt everywhere. Yeah, Brad Pitt forever. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, like, it's just like, I want stuff that's, you know, outside of the, the realm of what I've seen. Because you get bored after a while and it's just like, then I don't want to see the movies. But I, honestly, like, there were instances, but it, there was never anything where it was kind of like, it, they weren't like it actually felt now that i think about it a, a less forced because like sure she spoke spanish and she had like a, a like a pride flag that one that's like got the triangle now mm. where it's got like i think what is it supposed to be it's like a pride flag but it's mixed with a race flag you don't know what i'm talking about it's got the triangle on it kind of looks like a like puerto rico's flag except it's got different I oh know. Yeah, yeah, yeah i know I, I think i know what you mean yeah yeah but she had a pin but this there was never in my mind there was never an instance where like i think when people talk about uh like like an agenda there are sometimes where it's kind of egregious where they're just like it's just not subtle in how they handle uh the diversity issue so but there was never a point where like her being uh hispanic or her having two moms was ever like the point of contention it was just it's kind just of like naturally there right? yeah and i think that's what matters it's like if it's just organic in the story and it's just natural i think that's all i care about yeah because if you think about it it's just like none of these characters they're all first of all made up and second of all i think like the idea is that dr strange utilizes uh uh, Doctor Strange utilizes spells and something. And I think like the the place where he found it was like in Asia or India or something right. like that. It's just like it's supposed to be an intersection of different people, different cultures. I think like the the Supreme Watch. Wizard in the first movie was like, uh, like that, uh, the 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 white lady. I don't know what her name is. And then there's yeah. Wong, who's Asian. And then there's um, and there's Mo also Shang Chi now. What? There's also Shang Chi now. Yeah, Shang Chi. And it's just like. like 
Well, I was talking main, like mainly within like the the wizards thing. Oh, like, okay, they, okay, they okay. really try and add in different people all over the place, like different wizards, so to speak. Yeah. Um, of different races, and so it just felt like the same thing. Like this it was just like. I mean, it's called the multiverse of madness, you know, it's just like, the, of course, like if you like, let's say, for example, you know, you, you cover your eyes and throw a dart at the map. It's just like, OK, let me take a kid from this country. It's just like more likely than not, it's not going to be some like random, like random ass white kid. Like it's just going to be, you know, probably a kid from a different country, you know, who who's like a, you know, Hispanic or Asian or something like that. It's just like. I don't know. It should be that way where it's just like, all right, we kind of gamble. We, we roll the dice on their background like a D&D character. Yeah. But um, I, I guess I never got the sense that they were trying to do anything deep with that. Or at least I maybe I didn't pick up on it. But, you know. Nah, I think it really is just like a lot of propaganda online and like a lot of um, I mean, woke has become aware that it's like doesn't mean any, at all what it meant at the beginning. Right. Yeah. And it's like completely been morphed into essentially a political slogan to use against a political opposition. It doesn't actually really mean anything, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, I mean, I've seen Republicans use the word woke against like Biden's like Build Back Better legislation. It's like, this is woke, legis-. like, what do you even know what that word means? It doesn't, yeah. like that doesn't even make any sense towards what you're doing. This is for like, chi- like Build Back Better is supposed to give like childcare and like, you know, some u- u- better union um, protections. Like what the, what does that have to do with like, it's just it's just a, a tag all you know word or a catch all word now yeah. for anything that the Republicans or conservatives don't like. Yeah, um, it, it's actually kind of, I mean, genius from their perspective. Oh, the Republicans like, are brilliant at marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what the only reason they win because they don't win on their issues because no one actually likes their issues. But yeah. Continue. Well, I was gonna say like <laughs> there is an issue with, um, like utilizing superficial like uh utilizing su- superficial stands to to address issues like you know that's the typical that's the liberal problem is that they do superficial uh acts like you know painting pride flags on stuff like that you know or like what was it the kante class thing the what now the kente class thing or whatever when like the democratic representatives like had that class and they like kneeled or something oh yeah like very like (laughs) Like making symbolic gestures mean nothing, um, and never actually instituting like structural changes that cause because yeah, they don't issues. do anything exactly. Um, th- but I won't. I don't think that this falls in that. Uh, to uh, I don't know. I think it's all connected, right? Like I mean, it's like maybe I'm just getting more accustomed to it at this point, and it's just like yeah, that's just that's that character. That's fine. I don't care. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like I think. It's just is it superficial, though, because like maybe then maybe then she should have had something where she was just like, you know, no, I don't think so. Like, I think at least from what I heard from a lot of people who are in actually in those kind of communities, like the LGBT community or or like people, you know, people of color in general. I mean, we're people, you know, we're Hispanic. So also that. But I mean, I appreciate when a piece of media has diverse identities, but like doesn't like it doesn't um, undermine the story or like the movie or the whatever you're trying to do. Like if it's a, yeah. a write a book or something, you know, like it, it, there's some times where, like you said, they go too far and they like focus so heavily on that, that like, it's just like a fucking shit show. Yeah. Um, but like, I think there was one, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a Crunchyroll original anime that they made. Like it was super 
like you know like very like political identity like woke and sjw stuff and like it was a really bad show Hmm. like everyone hates it Uh, but that's an example of like you're just focusing on like pushing an agenda that actually trying to tell a good story so i think if you tell a good story and then you also like put in like diverse characters or like representation i don't think as long as you prioritize the story and like like fucking um miles morales and spider-man yeah uh, multi uh what is it called again? Multi- yeah, Spider-Man into the, the sport of, into, into the, the spi- spider That's amazing. And he's half black, half Latino. But you barely, you know, like it's that's just not a, the focus. Yeah, exactly. It's not the focus. That's just his character, and it informs yeah. some of his decisions. But it's not like it doesn't bog down the movie either. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. So the way I feel about his character uh, is the same way I feel about the character, like for America Chavez. Yeah. Not to the same degree, but that's also because it's not as it's good, good movie. movie. Yeah. But um. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah, that's more about how I feel about America Chavez. I guess the the egregious point is when the characters, uh, like them being a minority or them being in a um, discriminated group, is the focus of the character or is the focus of the story, but it is done so poorly and quickly that it looks like a caricature of sorts right Uh, it's performative yeah performative yeah at that point it's performative and 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 well done but then i guess maybe that's execution versus it's execution i think but i I think sometimes it really is like they think so little of it they're like they're not putting in the effort to execute it properly yeah they so it's not just like oh we'll just throw them a bone yeah you know exactly so yeah i think it's a that's why i feel like it's like there's it's just a balance right you don't have to go too far but you also don't have to be like there's you know the cancel culture people are annoying but like i feel like the anti-cancel culture people have become even more annoying the cancel culture people because all they talk about is like cancel culture. like that's not the number one priority of anyone yeah. at least i don't know I mean, personally like i think most people are worried about healthcare, whether they're going to pay their bills you know like if they're going to keep their job and so, like that's what people care about not fucking whether this random per- i don't know, like well I it's mean, just I people it's affluent people who are like is affluent people who are just taking a stand like they picked a team like for them the, i think when a lot of people say it's just you know sports teams and but it, you know in congress like it is but i don't i think when most people say that they're just thinking like they're thinking like republicans but it's just, it's also it's also liberals. Oh, they, for sure. They're like, all right, let me. They treat it like a game, where it's just like, all right, let me send out my tweet that's plus twenty, and that I think that is like the originator of like where like woke stuff co- comes to. But I think what I was getting back to, like, um, that's like legitimate like woke culture, like you know, performative, uh, in- right. ineffective, like stances and actions that do nothing to benefit those people or uh, maybe in some small sense benefits it by bringing like awareness to it yeah but the problem is usually the same people who make those posts or have like that black lives matter yard sign outside of the house are also gentrifying black people out of the community so true (laughs) yeah uh yeah i mean we're we're painting with like broad strokes now but i feel like the um the getting back to the um the republican like uh the Republican genius of marketing it is like, I think there are a lot of people who want to do good for good's sake. And so the genius of it is saying, oh, you want to do good for good's sake and not for profit. Well, you must be doing it for the purpose of uh, virtue signaling and making yourself feel better. Right. Which I think is like what a lot of that is how they like to paint wokeness is doing something for the purpose of uh, it's selfish. Yeah. Self aggrandizement. I think that's the right word. Yeah, um, they, they've successfully painted the Democrats as elitists and the reason that a lot of people are feeling oppression. 
when in fact it's both of them <laughs> it's not just the democrats it's also the republicans mainly the establishment democrats of course um like and the democrats play into it so well because you know you have hillary clinton saying like you know they're all deplorables or whatever you have you know all these out of touch democratic politicians who don't know what the fuck they're doing or talking about and like they come off as elitist because they are and like but there's an act but the problem is is because the republicans know how to take advantage of that and bring people to their side when the actual solution is to get rid of both of them and bring in real people who actually represent everyone because both the republican party and the democratic establishment are corrupt and don't represent people yeah but the problem is is like a lot of people since there's only two choices they see oh well if the democrats are the elites and the ones who are doing all this woke stuff well i'm gonna go with the republicans not realizing that the republicans are even worse than the democrats are they're just a lot better at marketing and knowing how to look appear as if they actually care about working people when they don't yeah i was actually in, in a in a odd situation um recently uh at my own personal workplace i'm not going to name it but like the the personal workplace where i was talking with people who are i guess like the only way to phrase is like lower down on the food chain you know they're like they're not they're not decision makers within the company right right and i was talking to them about like you know uh they're kind of going through like a restructure slash slash like rough patch with new management and i was just talking to them and um i was trying to understand like what they're they're talking to and it really is like i really do wish uh how do i say this and I guess this is what HR is supposed to be, but um, I want their, like, it's, we all obviously want, like, reform in politics to happen, right? Right. But that's a long time from now, right? That's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort. And I feel like there's a lot of smaller measures that can be instituted, not to take their place, but to be like, all right, here's a Band-Aid while you sit in the waiting room and, like, are looking for, you know, a doctor. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, like... I wish there were people or representatives within companies who are more focused on, you know, uh, representing people better and like communicating that with leadership, um, not necessarily with a profit motive. And I, I know well, that's, that's what, what unions are for. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just fucking <laughs> reinvented <laughs> unions in my head. I hate when that happens. I feel like I do that every week where I'm like, you know what? This is a good idea. And then I look it up and it's just like already been done. They're like, of course, dumbass. You know? Well, I'm, I mean, I did that with a like uh, home or like housing or home insurance. Oh, yeah. I did. It with, well, I did it with home insurance, but I was like, okay, what if you could insure your house against like devaluing within the market? Right. Like, cause then, cause I, this is more of a profit-minded thing, but I was just like playing around with it in my head. I was like, well, what if you could insure against like you know, a, like a market crash? You yeah. know, there that'd be money because it's like a market crash happens what every eighty years or ten years or how whenever the next one's gonna happen. But until then, you're collecting premiums, right? Not that it's, it's just again a mental exercise for me. Not anything that I would actually want to do. Yeah. But then I was looked it up. It's like, of course it is. Though it is not exactly how I thought it would be. It is well, yeah. insured against the value of the neighborhood, not your in your own individual home. home. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, insurance in general is just kind of like a. I mean, it had a good intent, but it's it just usually ends up becoming a mafia. For sure. Um, unfortunately. Who were we talking about before this? Uh, oh, unions. Like, I was talking to that person, and I was like, I just want to be able to better communicate and act as a representative for a person. 
uh, in a situation because I feel like, I don't know, I talk to this person. In my mind, when it comes to running a business is I'm not trying to like juice these people. I'm trying to create a, a machine. And I just feel like that's like we talk about like how the downfall of capitalism. I feel like capitalism uh, or not even capital capitalism, but industry as a whole functions so much better when you prioritize and you think of everything as I really want to keep this piece of the machine working really well, right? That means I'm not going to cut costs on that gear. I'm not going to make the gear out of plastic. I'm going to make it out of, of, of stainless steel or iron, right? What I feel a lot of people do is they try and cut costs and they try and treat people like plastic gears. Well, yeah, because they're only they're only looking at numbers and data and money. That's all they care about, right? Yeah. It's completely lost. Like, I feel like, and I may sound a little like um, back in the old days, but like, I feel like before, you know, companies would at least try to make quality products because it, there was an incentive. It seemed like there was an incentive to have long lasting products. But now companies have realized that there's actually a you actually make more money by making worse products because then you can actually get more money out of people. So like yeah. phones, for example, I prob are definitely purposely made to be worse off than they were before so that people will buy them more often. Same thing with printers. Printers are made so that ink um, they actually the sensors for ink in printers are actually designed to say that you're out of ink before you're really out of ink so that you can buy more ink more quickly yeah. and more often. Um, same thing with like um, cars, cars are made way worse and stuff like that. And also um, somehow way worse, but also more complex. So it's yeah. not like you can work on your own car anymore. Exactly. If, or Because like, you can't you make do, money if people work on their own cars. Exactly. It's just so sad. Like there's so many things. I mean, that's literally the point of this podcast, but there's so many things that are small stuff where it's like, imagine if people could like even the right to repair even in the legal sense they're combating this like i think like something like the apple, right to repair for it, farmers uh or for apple oh or okay, it, okay. The, even small tech stuff it's just like there, that was like i think in uh i don't know where it is now but i remember like hearing this one guy he's like a on youtube uh, i think his name's like louis rossman mm. he like repairs macbooks and uh and like does it and videotapes a lot of it and he also does videos where he talks about like how Apple fights for that and how they actively try and make like products like they change di for each different screw. They have different screws, screw head sizes yeah. so that you can't just use one screwdriver for it. <laughs> they make it impossible to fix by itself. Such dicks. Oh, my God. It's just like, why, dude? Like where? Anyways, we're not going to get into that because then I feel like that just falls into the rabbit hole of like what motivates rich people. Well, it's money and greed and power. But and like, like the thing is, what like, does like so, so they realize another example was like the chips where like they keep them half empty so that there's less chips, but uh, you still get the same bag for the same price. Right. Oh, yeah. With Lay's. So it's like all of this is a is just a testament to like what happens when you don't have regulation of the market. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people see what's happening today and blame it on democrats and liberals and like liberal politics and like um you know going towards socialism but it's actually the opposite everything that is happening right now is because we've deregulated all the markets ever since reagan we've deregulated everything we've made it so that's basically like a wild west out there in the economy so there's no protections for workers there's no protection for consumers either so all they do they can do whatever the hell they want to make a profit and you there's no way to actually try to stop that 
uh, because we've deregulated everything and made it so much easier for corporations to become monopolies. Yeah. And that's the reason why we're having so many issues today. That's why we have people not being able to afford rent or afford you know, like baby formula shortage. The reason we have that right now is because there's four corporations that own 90% of the market for baby formula. And yeah. so they artificially uh, make it a more scarce product so that they make more money. But because they did that, it ended up backfiring on them because that's why we have the shortage. Because now with the supply chain issues, they it's like um, what a lot of companies did do is they do, you know, um, I forgot what it's called. It's a term where you're like, the product is ready right when you buy it. Instead of having like a, a backup stockpile of products in case there's an issue, they just like make everything as it's ordered. On demand. Yeah, on demand. It's like on demand supply. And because of the supply chain issues, the on-demand supply can't be happen as quickly anymore because and they don't have a back they don't have a stock of like backup. Yeah. So it's that's weird where, how that's how you get stuff like baby formula shortages yeah. and stuff like that because they've they've done everything to make more money and not to actually make a good product and a good service for consumers. Yeah. I mean it, it is weird how that applies not only in the product sense, like you saying that, but also like in the financial sense. Like if oh, you yeah. think about it, like think about all these companies that were like shitting themselves when the pandemic or when quarantine first happened and we had that like i think it was like a huge crash in the market in february mm -hmm. because and then they were like we're gonna be we if we go stop business in the, if we stop the economy for a week we're gonna all fall into bankruptcy i'm like you are the largest companies in the world i mean we human beings stockpile money to save money to account for things like why does a multi-million dollar company not have that why don't they have huge stockpiles of money but uh um it is it, it is a ridiculous thing and also i feel like that's another part of uh you know like things that a lot of conservatives say is like well come on save some money don't spend it on that and then like when it comes to the larger corporations they're like bail them out yeah exactly but, but um what we, I feel like, uh, sorry, I'm coming. I keep coming back to like here. It's just like I want more people in the workplace that are representatives of people rather than representatives of the company. Well, that's what the union effort is for. You know, you the whole point of a union mm -hmm. is to essentially democratize the workplace to where you collectively bargain as a unit and and make a contract with the owners or the bosses, right? Yeah. And you that way. When you all come together, it makes it a lot more difficult because if you go by yourself, then they could just fire you. And there's actually no legal protection for you for that. But if you come with at least two people or more, that it becomes a bargaining unit and they now you're now legally protected. So they can't retaliate against you for at demanding better conditions or better pay. Oh, I, did. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually one of the few reasons <laughs> mm -hmm. why electing Biden was a, was good in retrospect is because the NLRB that he appointed is super union, pro-union, or at least not even super pro-union. It's just we have such shit for the last 40 years. They're just the base. They do, they do the basic <laughs> bare minimum of what the law says. Yeah. But for us, it's like, oh, my God, because yeah. like NLR, you know, we have the NLRA, which is the National Labor Relations Act, which is what creates protections for unions. But it hasn't been enforced in 40 years because the, the board that's supposed to enforce it has been nominated by conservatives for the last 40 years, yeah. including Clinton and Obama, because there are also conservatives. Biden's the only person who's actually appointed uh, pretty good. Well, I guess Obama did kind of did as well. But either way, that's why the union movement has actually been able to flourish a little bit more, because, for example, with the Starbucks stuff, the NLRB has actually sued Starbucks for multiple violations of the, uh, of uh, you know, 
retaliating against the union. And has that led to noticeable changes with Starbucks? I mean, it's it's definitely led to I I would say more symbolic victories than actual victories because even though the it's against the law, mm-hmm. usually what ends up happening is like they don't act, they just get fines and like a slap on the wrist. Oh yeah, but I think I we have to do something besides like using money against because or I don't know yeah we have to do something besides like using money on these like these companies because they just like money means nothing nowadays. Yeah. You can just print it. You take out a loan. Uh, and all their equity is uh, back using, at least this is how I understand it, like using their equity and something else as a collateral. They take out a loan, they print money. Mm-hmm. You know, it means nothing to them. Well, that's it, because there's no interest zones in the Federal Reserve. And there's also, they just raised it, I think, for the first time this year. But like, um, there's also the Federal Reserve at the beginning of the pandemic was promising to loan out a billion dollars a day. I think it was a day. I may have to look that up, but it was a lot of fucking money. Um, it was definitely in the billions for sure mm-hmm. to uh, businesses and corporations to keep them afloat during the pandemic. They did that for a, a couple months in, in 2020. And that is the source of all of the inflation, not the fucking, you know, the checks or anything like that. It's the fact that we give corporate corporations welfare all the time, billions and billions of dollars consistently. Right. And that's where almost all the money is going. Same thing with, and then also the military. But that's just, again, corporations because it's the military industrial complex, you know? A fucking uh, military contractor will charge the government like $400 for a fucking pen, you know? No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's wild. It's the same with all governments too. My dad, you know, who is a contractor, they, he was contracted to work for the city of Atlanta to do some work. They, they came up to him and said, whoa, whoa, slow down there, man. You're going too fast. This contract lasts another like two months. So you got to slow it down. It's just like, what? well, like, it's because the way city governments work is that you only have, you have a certain amount of money. And if you don't use it by the end of the year, you oh, don't keep it. budget gets reduced. Yeah, your budget gets reduced. So they want you to take more time to spend as, them, all the money that was budgeted to them because it's inefficient as fuck. Yeah. So like it's weird and that's feel... because of money. It, and a lot of people like to think it's because the government is too big, but it's actually the opposite. It's because moneyed interests, private interests want to make as much money as possible. So they create this system in the government with the government contracting system to where they make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only way to stop that is with government regulation, not with uh, private entities, which is what I think a lot of people um, you know, try. That's why it's like government is inefficient and it's slow and all that. They did that on purpose because they want you to think it's slow so that the private entities can make more money off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that's that's so wild. Because uh, I feel like I used to think that it was like, oh, that's like a good thing without the Republicans. that They want like less government spending. But that's just a lie. Yep. That's just a blatant lie. I mean, they, they literally they increased the deficit more than fucking Obama did under Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, more than what? In the first four years, oh, they, of Trump, they increased it more under Trump than Obama. Uh, if you compare the first four years, yeah, I think. Okay, dang, that's. I, I guess, uh, yeah, that's just wild. It is interesting to think about, though, to actually like get into it and like learn more about it. But it also makes me like, like do like a retrospective on a lot of stuff that I learned in school, like high school, um, like in history. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the, and also in university too, because a lot of the university classes are like the, their, their perception of economics is just like ridiculous because they're just like, it's a bad thing to have a lot of debt. Right. It, it like, it, 
that's basically the like one of the main things that they teach you is like debt is a liability debt is something that is bad and your company wants to have less debt right but that's not how companies operate nowadays almost every major company like literally makes money off of debt all the time yeah like they 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 love debt like that's that's you know that's everything that's like the way it operates i remember reading that and even like when i was a little bit more a little bit more pro business um or i well i'm not anti-business but like whenever i was a little bit more pro like capitalist i'll i'll say and i was taking these classes but i was also like working at my current company and they were having us write like a an essay that or answer a question that was like um oh gosh i forget what it was but essentially it came down to like most people's answers like i'd like to stay out of debt oh it was an agriculture class but it was mm. agricultural business and they were talking about like how do you what how did you run the company or something like that and they're like i want to stay out of debt and like that. i was like no you kidding me i'm gonna leverage that stuff you know i'm gonna use it to grow my business and then when my business grows i'm gonna use that to leverage even more right you know i think i think with that it's like an ideal like you shouldn't base off of that because look what happens we create an economy that's like essentially fake in a bubble because it's just all being you know um suspended by debt and none of that is actually you know real like based in reality right yeah so like i mean that's what you shouldn't do but that there's there's a difference between like more like morally i guess i'll say morally yeah i think that's what it is it's like they're trying to teach people the moral way of being an economist but like at the end of the day, they want to fucking make money, so they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. Like that. I guess that maybe that's what happens to everybody is they leave business school or they they come here and then they realize how everything operates. And it's just like, you know, you may think that that's how you want to do things. But guess what? This is the real world. This is the food chain. So, you know, you either do what everybody else is doing or your business goes out of business. Yeah. You know, the, which um, is really unfortunate, honestly. Yeah. There are one like every I do want us to do like a like a read and like read into businesses that are a little bit more like um i guess word is equitable mm. with their with their employees like dan price for yeah. example and a couple other people people i see on tiktok uh like you know sometimes <laughs> that are like talking i don't i'm not talking about like i see them in tiktok but they make them and yeah. they're talking about like how they they have much better wages with their their employees and they essentially act as like a leader but like the leader is an employee and you know and I, I want to do more of those, but I feel like that's only sustainable in big and small businesses. But when you think about it, like we don't, we shouldn't have huge monolithic businesses that challenge the government in terms of power. They should. We should. No, no. that's I'm, literally the point of antitrust laws is to not have. Yeah, which. Uh, oh, but I, I want to like go back to the labor unions thing because I remember like you talking about that just now. And also me just having a conversation with a lot of a lot of the people here and trying to be more of a, an ally to them rather than like another inquisitor yeah. who's like talking about like you need to get your numbers up and da, 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 right instead of understanding um, understanding like things about like system issues and not caring about that I really thought I really thought if I was there and I explained that to them like that there's like system issues and network issues that kind of accounts for that right they still don't care you know their goal is to drive a certain drive towards a certain like uh when you goal. say they you mean the, the bosses or the or the people or the employees uh, the bosses yeah right like i can explain that the, the employees know that right because they experience them but when i explain it to the bosses it's like i can explain it to you but the moment that i'm out of their vision they don't account for it anymore right i, I sounds say, about right yeah well but i i want to say like us talking about it and seeing you know labor unions like with the john deere company 
and different things like that. Get and more. Amazon. And Amazon as well. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me realize, A, how much I want that. Like, really want that. And then, B, uh, how much schools just lie to you about it. Because I remember distinctly the, the main takeaway of, of unions that I got at my school was that, uh, first of all, the only time that they highlighted them was as strikes. You know, they never really highlighted the, the benefits. They were not like, uh, they were like, these people that did strikes and stopped business. And then they they never really, I didn't go away from that being like, oh, those people got paid better, yeah. you know, as a result of it. There's literally hardly any teaching of real U.S. history in that regard, like yeah. with the unionization and stuff. Like, and and the other thing that my takeaway was it from it from that education was is that uh, unions lead to people who are bad at their jobs keeping their jobs for longer, which is like that seems like a very oh small <laughs> like that that seems like a very small like um, like certainly it still happens. Right. But that seems like a very small side effect compared to the massive like benefit that it can yield for people. Oh, yeah. And also it's it's really it doesn't make a difference. Like I feel like people always say that like incent you got to incentivize people to work. That's not really true based on what I've I mean, I mean, I'm only 25. Right. So obviously I'm young. But based on my current experience, what I really noticed is like I don't really think you can incentivize incentivize a good work ethic too much like you can try to move the needle a little bit but i feel like there's just certain people who are way more ambitious and want to work a ton and are workaholics and there's other people who aren't and i feel like that's just a natural like higher like you know natural like separation of people that honestly i think works pretty well because you won't you don't want everyone to be a leader or or ambitious or like you know you want to have like a good spread of different types of people in your society because you know, you want people who are leaders and ambitious and hard workers, but you also want people who are more, you know, able to keep things calm and like go at a better pace and more quality stuff. Like, and also it's not just about work. Like we live, we don't live in, we don't live just to work, you know, we live to live life. And so there's also other things that people can uh, give to the world that isn't fucking work. Um, So so like- I've experienced that. I've experienced that at my, my company before. It is weird seeing like the sort of like culture that it is where I can say I mean, I something. see it with your science. It's like, what is it? The grind, grind the, culture? The, yeah. The, what are the three sciences? The hustle, grind. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. Fucking so stereotypical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is weird because like those are, those are good qualities to have. Go to hustle, grind. Exactly. Like Instagram, like hustle culture, right? Those are good qualities to have, but I think that they get unfortunately equated to the money that they can yield rather than like. And how good of a person is as well. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always say it's like a farmer's work ethic, right? Like my, my, like farm, being a farmer is not a wealthy lifestyle, right? You're doing it specifically for the yield of your product, right? And you want your products to be to yield more, and that, that changes nowadays. When I say farmer work ethic, I mean old world. Yeah, no. You know? Right now, it's just all big agricultural yeah. industries. But like, I say that I say that to my dad all the time because we have these discussions all the time. We're like, you and me, we have more of a farmer's uh, like ethic, which is like I take pride in I want to make this thing as good, and then the things that the the profits that come in are not to not something that I'm working for. It is a nice byproduct of yeah. it. Right. Obviously there's like, you know, 
limits to that. It's like you're not going to fucking dig a hole in the ground and try and be the best at digging holes when nobody wants you to dig a hole in the ground. Yeah. But it's just like focusing on doing the process. It's even, it's even within stoicism as well, where it's just like focusing on uh, doing things honestly and doing the work for work's sake. Yeah. Um, but of course, like you also need to survive. I forgot. I Gosh, I'm terrible. I forget where I was going with this. Uh, but, uh, oh, I was going to say the flip side to contribute to what you were saying about like some people have a certain type of work ethic that's baked in. It's like, yeah, you can't control that. Like this person had, let's say like the average employee is 20 years old. And this person has had 20 years of programming of, of how they were raised and where they were raised and what culture they were raised in before they set foot in your door. You think you're going to change that? Like the thing is, is, um, that's the flip side, right? I, talk with a lot of these people and i like i want to be their allies but those are like the people who when i talk to them and i get and I talk to them they are people who are invested in working working hard and doing better and getting and getting better we try and cultivate that here i'm not gonna i don't want to like shit on the place where i work and say that it's completely profit-minded that does happen a lot though right but it's like there's a lot of trying to compensate people a lot better for like how they for what they work so i think like for one of the positions that we have here they get compensated much better than the market standard for for a lot of the things. And so it is frustrating sometimes to see people who, when we come in here, we try and give the, like, we try and give the carrot, you know, a lot like better wages, equity in the company, even after like 90 days. Um, uh, and like, uh, what's another one? just pto and also just like trying to incorporate them into things into decision making like even though they like they are lower like on the food chain of decision making we still try and have them better there for meetings that way they can voice things um but it is frustrating as as all hell to see that some people just don't like the, the everything before they step foot at this company deprives them of fully enjoying that right and that's i'll say that's that's a lot of people that's a lot of people who like don't end up being suited for the for the work here. The thing is, I want to represent people who are being wrongfully represented here better. You know, those people are eventually going to fizzle out because there's nothing we can do. You can offer them so many carrots and they're just not going to change. Well, I think it's just the nature of work in itself. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people have been disillusioned with work. And I think rightfully so, because there's just... I think we, what we've realized is that we we are at a point in our society where I think that like it's not we're not where we were before where everyone has to work in order for society to continue to function. I think we're getting to a point where we don't have need everyone to work to still have our society function. And there's so many jobs that are useless. Which uh, I actually watched an analysis on the TV show called The Office. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but <laughs> oh, I've actually started watching it. Recently. No. I, I, didn't, I haven't seen it until actually like I knew the memes and generally yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. about. But yeah, go on. So the, the video is basically saying that The Office, the whole point of that show is to sh it's kind of like making fun of the meaningless of the work that they're doing and how like it how a lot of people feel about their jobs. Because mm -hmm. like, you know what? Uh, like it's a paper company, but it's like a middleman company too. Like, so they don't actually really do anything. Yeah, they don't produce the paper. Yeah, they just distribute it or whatever, which yeah. just seems like one of the most useless jobs in the world, yeah. you know? And it's like, there's so many jobs out there that are like that, that and people are disillusioned to the point where it's like, 
well, why am it's... I, you know, people, I think in our generation care more about having a purpose instead of making money and like go, you know, being that grind at work ethic or like being successful. Yeah. For us, it's not about being successful in the traditional way of being wealthy or, you know, having a nice house or whatever. It's about finding purpose in life and meaning uh-huh. in a way that actually gives back to society, which I think is what has led us to the where we are now. I think the culture that we've had before of only focusing on work and individual success is, to be perfectly honest, a very selfish and greedy society. And that's why we have what we have now, because people like Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all of them to them have been taught their entire lives that what they've built and they didn't even build it themselves. You know, they had a lot of help from government and corruption, but like the, this company that they've built is the definition of success. And they are the most successful people in the world when in fact, they're actually being a detriment to society and actually taking resources away from people because they're hoarding so much wealth. And so what's the point of being that successful? What's the meaning of that? Right. And I think that's a good question to ask. And I think we should be more focused on actually, trying to build a society that's better for everyone and raises all ships instead of being individualistic and only caring about your personal success and maybe your loved ones. Mm. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you look at fucking people who did that, you know, the baby boomers and a little bit of Gen X as well. I mean, do they seem happy? (laughs) They did. They worked their entire lives for this, like, for this goal of like being able to retire early and like making money and like, are they happy? I mean, boomers, boomers do. I think Gen Xers, Gen Xers, boomers uh, have that perspective and got to enjoy it. Uh, Gen Xers, in my experience, and that's just because my parents are Gen X, uh, have that mentality of individualism and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but are not getting to experience the results either at all or as much. That's because they're hoarding all the wealth. The people at the top. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, and then they have a weird thing where they they blame it. They, I mean, what I say, they like, I'm mainly using my parents as a lens for this, but it's because they are experiencing exactly what we're talking about, where they, they put it on the backs of liberals and all it, but that's just a whole like winding thing of who's, whose fault is it? It's just like, okay, well, it's, it is liberals, but it's also Republicans, but it's just like the, that first of all, should be our two choices. But, um, I, I was actually thinking about what you're saying, like the middleman company thing, that is true, and it, and it, in a weird way, it is perverted socialism to a degree. Because if you think about it, it's like what they have is they own a portion of the supply chain. Yeah. Right. They own a portion of the production. They are not doing anything but marketing it up, and then having maybe a list of clients that they have access to. Which is, you're right, a lot like what we do here, right? Which is all they're just essentially, they're just marketing company. Like yeah. we don't create anything. Exactly. So if you think about it, like the way that operates in socialism, but I, the, again, I'm not a political uh, scientist, so I don't know the exact way it should operate, but a uh, piece of paper is worth $1, right? And let's say that those businesses do exist, right? But I, that $1, once it gets the end user and that user pays $1, that dollar gets split between uh, the five companies that it took to get to that person. Let's say there are five companies, right? That seems like that's how it should be. It's it's equal and it gets split, gets split between those five companies and that dollar gets split between all the employees of that company, right? But the way it works now is it starts off as being a dollar, right? Then it gets to the first company, it's marked up by 30%. Next company marked up by 30%. 
Next company marked up by 30%. Next company marked marked up by 30%. And it's just like, okay, it would be much better. And here's the thing, even like companies don't have standard markups. So it's not even like, oh, we only do 30% because the government says 30%, right? Or the restriction is 30%. It's just like people will mark shit up for like 125%. By the time it gets to a user, it's- It's like $4 paper or $5 paper. Exactly. And so, I mean, I again, I'm not I'm not great at like naming what these things should belong to, but I feel like the best way an economy works is if things are honest to their value and not just in the moral sense, but also this is worth this much and it takes this much expense to get here. So instead of it being a dollar, dollar twenty five, twenty five cents to account for, uh, you know, shipping or shipping gas, like, paying yeah. people. You know, and that sort of stuff. And then that's how you split it. And it's like, okay, now we all have a portion of that value and it's split between everybody. But I mean, it's weird because what we have now is a sense of that, but it's like, cause we're not producing any, not nearly as much value as we're getting rewarded for. And then the people who get rewarded for that value or are the points of contact with that line in the chain and not necessarily the people who are creating or who are making oh, yeah. the chain work. Like the bosses get it, not the actual workers who are producing the goods. Yeah, so it's like a weird tree of sorts, you know, where it's just like the trunk and then it gets very thinner and thinner and thinner by the end of it, you know. Seize the means of production. <laughs> All right. He's having an episode full. <laughs> I um, remember shouting that when I was drunk at UGA one day. And I, was like, no. I specifically at UGA because How I knew- How bad did you get beat up? <laughs> So many people yelled at me. It was so fun. Oh, really? I was just laughing. They're a lot, they said some stupid bullshit, and I was like, yeah. And then you're I responded not, with some stupid bullshit. And you're then, not going to have an educated argument with these people. When especially you're, when, you're, when drunk you're drunk and they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> when you're drunk and they're fucking drunk and high out of their mind on every drug. It's always fun. I always love talking to people who don't agree with me, though, because I love debates. And I love, I'm always interested in how other people think, even though... I usually am very stubborn and I don't actually change a lot, but um, I still love talking to them because I'm just like, huh, interesting. I would have never thought of it that way. And I, then I yell at them for being wrong, but you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I can appreciate it in the sort of like as a mental exercise. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately it's fruitless. And that, that like in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is so fun. This is like playing video games. But yeah. like, you know. You know, is it fruitless? So I feel like sometimes you can't. I mean, it depends. Like I convinced you. Well, I didn't convince you, but a lot of I helped. I mean, a little bit. I wouldn't say our debates did, though. Debate. So what I'm talking about are specifically debates, right? Okay. And uh, I don't know. So I don't think debates do because debates is basically two people trying to be entrenched in their own ideology, and you can you can hide behind so many different doors within your head to refuse to acknowledge if a person has outwitted you. And the thing is, it's also part of debates is just being outwitted by someone. It's oh, just yeah. like they can they can speak better, more eloquently, faster. Well, that's funnier. what that's what Ben Shapiro does. He doesn't have any actual real arguments. He just yeah. you know knows how to make the other person look bad. Right, and and that's kind of made me realize how much I. I don't like them in what people think that they're for, which is um, is to test the metal of their ideas. It's not. It's two people competing in a in a in a basically like a uh, a rap battle. I mean, yeah, you know? it is. Unfortunately, you're right. Debates do usually don't end up being actually about the issue, the ideas itself. Well, but uh, unless you're having, but I do. I, it's different when it's like a televised debate or like a. But if you're talking with someone one on one, like a personal conversation, yeah. I guess that's more what I meant. Like 
having personal conversations with people, especially if it happens over time, you know, I think it makes it's it's quality content. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and that's what we're doing here. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, but, but we agree too much. That's the problem. Yeah, it's funny. It, this this would have been this would have been much more fun to start back when we didn't agree on stuff as much. And yeah. then we kind of had this character. And then see your evolution. Yeah, my, my character, my my character arc. Um, but what was I gonna say? I just I've had I, I've kind of deviated from that. Like I go away from trying to debate just to like argue with someone, even though it is like it gives me that that dopamine juice just to do it. Because it's like it's problem solving and finagle. It's just there's so many ways you can enjoy it, and I'm not gonna say it's not fun, but after I leave, it just creates so much frustration post like afterwards because then that person's not there anymore and you're just going through those arguments in your head and you're just like, I explained it so well. I made it so <laughs> logical. I boiled it down to two plus two equals four. I set the apples out in front you of can't. them. And then still they refuse to acknowledge it. And Let's... it's like I'm trying to i I'm trying to fix them like they're a computer. But the thing is, they're not computers. They're human brains. And human brains have this unfortunate tendency to, like, latch on to ideas and then feel threatened because, uh, because you know, a contradicting idea is in front of them. And it, it, it triggers some sort of instinctual, like hesitation or resistant towards it and i just hate it i can't i can't do it anymore because I, yeah I, it was neil degray tyson who said like you can't convince someone with logic what was it the quote is like if someone i'm butchering this quote completely but it's like if someone enters get reaches a conclusion in an emotional way there's no way you can convince them out of that conclusion unless you use emotion not logic yeah, but then what are you left with? What? Are, how am I going to disillusion this person other than? Uh, That's what organizing is about, Nicholas. You uh, got to create relationships with people. Okay, but hear me out on an individual basis. Yeah. Right. One to one. Let's say we try and take a debate, but instead of it being logical, emotional, but then it just turns into berating. Like, uh, I'm sorry. When I think logical, I think like that is actually how day ideas are supposed to be, right? Like, the natural conclusion of of uh. How do I say this? Actually, I'm not going to say this well, so I'm not going to I'm not going to say it. But I, I just feel like what are you going to do? You can either only use fear. So intimidate them into thinking something uh, or, or like loss or something like that, like make them feel as bad as terrible. But those two things only entrench people more. So then the only thing I can think of is maybe like like uh, like happiness or enjoying the actual changes that you want to them to see, but then that's not going to happen unless you can convince them in the first place. Well, yeah, I mean that's what that, that's what makes it difficult because what I've realized through politics really is just like it's, it's it's not about who has the best ideas; it's about who has the best marketing and best uh, really organizing, honestly. And that, and organizing essentially the concept of bringing people together and building relationships with people so that you can all come together towards a certain goal, right? Yeah. So like, that's why I think unionizing is so important because unionizing is one of the few things we still have left in our society right now where people can come together regardless of what their political ideology is or whatever. Because yeah. like, if you look I'm at poor, you're poor. Let's let's do uh, something else. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like that's something that everyone can agree on. It's like we both are materially, you know, have, uh, being oppressed by our boss. We yeah. should do something about it. And that happens. That's why it's happening in Alabama. That's why it's happening in New York. That's why it's happening in Ohio. 
and like in all over the country, regardless of political ideology, because people can come together. And that's where you kind of have to do it. I also think it's about building relationships. Like, even if you're a Democrat or Republican, it, obviously the label is going to be very difficult to get over. But like, I feel like once you get past, you have to build relationships with people to where you can get past that label and start to see someone as fellow human beings. Mm-hmm. And then once you create that connection with someone, the tribalism I feel like goes away. I mean, I hope so. The thing it's I, just I'm very just... difficult to do and takes a long time. And uh, it's I... yeah. I mean, a lot of this labor, lot of the, this, this labor movement in the past two, three years has been exciting to see. But I'm just such a cynic when it comes to this stuff. Gotta I, have I, hope. I, I, I know. But, <laughs> like, think about everything in this country that is supposed to operate for the benefit of the people that gets perverted in some sense. Right? Think about how often that happens. Nearly every time. I know. And I just, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not going to do anything about it uh or that nobody should do anything about it. i think everybody should continue i'm just more like waiting to see how this labor union movement gets perverted in some sense by politics or uh by people like you know i don't i don't even know how it happened but just be like uh planting uh labor union leaders who are intentionally bad at their jobs or who are basically who essentially operate like politicians that just can then get lobbied by uh private companies to misrepresent their well i mean that's actually what has happened uh in the past 40 years with um unions is that good to know that they're already (laughs) good to know that they're already on it yet another idea that's just already been taken like that is that is a actual genuine flaw in the criticism of unions is that Sometimes the union leadership doesn't actually represent the workers well because what ends up happening is that the union becomes so big that they have to create a separate entity that is a paid staff union that like supposed to represent the workers, but it actually it it unfortunately disconnects that union from the actual workers because the people who are working for the actual union itself don't actually work in the jobs that represent that the, that they represent, right? So like for example, the AFL CIO is huge, right? So like. Make the workers. What is that again? I'm sorry. The AFL-CIO is uh, the biggest union in the country. It's like an umbrella organization for a lot of different unions. Okay. Um, and so, like, they are essentially their own company with their own workers. They so none of the people who work for the AFL-CIO, or some of them are, yes, obviously, um, but like a lot of the people don't actually work in the job that they're supposed to represent. So sometimes that can disconnect people. And I still think unions are definitely still preferred, and I think they're still good. Better than nothing. Exactly. But then again, I feel like better than nothing kind of gets us into the situation we have with the federal government where we're like, well, having liberals is better than nothing. Yeah, and it's I think unions are a stepping stone to an actual, like, like unions, I think, are the, the best we can do under this free market capitalist system, right? You can't, you have, the, the, the next step is to change the actual system itself. Like, you know, there's stuff like worker co-ops, which are just, um, companies that are owned equally with every all the employees, yeah. where like they split the profits instead of having like a CEO. Yeah. So like, for example, um, Ocean Spray, the cranberry juice company, is one of the biggest worker co-ops because the farmers that actually make the cranberries actually split the profits with the company. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. So like, re explain a worker co-op to me again. So it's where it's where like instead of having just one owner. And like you have a hierarchy. Yeah. It's more like there's still kind of a hierarchy, but like everyone has ownership of the company together as a unit. And they all split the profits, maybe not 100% evenly, but like they split it pretty well in a very, in a more equal way. 
Right. So closer like, to equality. I mean, I, that's what I've been thinking. It's just like, I mean, obviously this changes as you get into the larger companies again who just fucking ruin everything. You know, like, I mean, I feel like there's nothing wrong with being a proponent of business as long as it's like small business because like having a hundred smaller businesses convince me that that's not way better than having like one huge business. Yeah, because then you have different, uh, first of all, proportional adjustments to the market. So, So like, you know, you have people who are, who understand the market better um, well, that's supposedly the point of free market capitalism is to create competition yeah, and innovation. That's horseshit. Which is the opposite of what ends up happening because then... I mean, that, I guess that is the goal then. But it, what we are operating with is not that. Well, that's the thing. It's like... I mean, it's a combination of like capitalism, but also like corporate welfare. Where like... Because you actually look it's at like it... It's like corporatism, I guess. Yeah. It's like... Like Martin Luther King famously said, it's socialism for the rich and rugged capitalism for the poor. Corporations get... Infl- artificially inflated by the federal government with tax cuts and tax breaks and tax incentives all the time yeah. and so they're always propped up and so there's this artificial prop up of like certain corporations that creates a monopoly for example in georgia they're trying to legalize um hemp right Are they? Uh, yeah but the thing is the the legislation that they tried to pass which i think they did pass i don't remember for sure is like they're restricting it to only six corporations having the license to actually make hemp so what does that do? It just All that, means that they're going to get bought out by a different, by a larger company. That exactly. Like, so like, it's not a real like. Yeah, you legalized it, but like, if only six corporations control the entire industry, then it's going to be a fucking um, a shit show of like price gouging and them working together to, and it's just going to be another industry that's like corrupted because of that. Yeah. And that's that's why, you know, like. Supposed proponents of capitalism don't realize that we're actually in a welfare state for corporations and it should be the opposite we should be the government should be supporting the people not the corporations yeah and giving them like the basic necessities they need like a guaranteed health care and housing and food and water and stuff like that and internet yeah the um yeah it's just it's so sad. but like the worker co-op it sounds like that's like i mean that's always been my my thought or at least when i when i was thinking about like okay how do we have a nice like stepping stone to you know like a I can't. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to find a way where a lot of people get more fairly compensated and can live and not feel like they're gonna, you know, like uh, die if they stop working for a month. Yeah. You know, like that's just the where I want to go. I don't like using ideological terms, but I, it does make it easier to communicate. Anyways, um, is like yeah, giving everybody equity in the company. Like why the fuck not? You know, like it get, it probably increases. Um, well, not even probably. It definitely increases a unity of productivity i've seen it here because we have that to a degree yeah we have a form of equity in the company and it like definitely increases uh everybody's uh like investment into the company because then you can see that thing grow yeah like it's like it grows like the, and the more that and everyone grows together yeah and here's the thing it's not even like it ours i actually like it's not well i like and i dislike because i found some like math issues math issues with it that just need to be worked out but it is proportional to how long you've been here, right? It is not just proportional to a singular like buy-in, right? It is proportional to how long you. So they even they basically uh, price loyalty to your company, yeah. right? Where it's just like okay, and then obviously it's how many days have you worked here plus the overall profit of the company, which grows your value of of your equity. And it's just like, why would you not want that? Tell me, 
tell me that having constant turnover because you pay people so poorly and you have to train people and have a um, lapse in productivity, tell me that that is more, better than uh, than having people who consistently stay with your company for a long time. Yeah. You know, it just makes more sense. Like, why would you want to have to train someone over and over and over again uh, for people to. And then not only that, you have to have a larger HR come uh, HR department because they have to find people to hire. Right. That means more marketing expenses to find people. It's just like it's a it's a stack on a stack. And then you have to compete more because there's uh, you have to compete with other people. Um, and I mean, that's I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's Amazon's business model. If it's not Amazon, it's another major corporation, but I'm pretty sure it's Amazon where they have a uh, it's explicitly stated in training materials, like explicitly stated uh, a business model of they hire more than they need because they know they're going to have a high turnover rate. And that way they just keep pumping people in and out and they are they have an efficient system of how to do it. So keep hiring and losing people. But tell me that it's that like, works outside of any company besides Amazon. That's not going to well, work Well, no, here. it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way in the first place. I don't give a shit if it works. It's immoral. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you're sorry. You're absolutely right. It is immoral. But it's just like even like it's just it's an entirely different world. Uh, it's because the demands they put on the workers are so high intensity and they know that it's almost basically essentially like. Um, an impossible ask they know that but they they would rather have that so they can have the efficiency of bringing a product within a day instead of being able to treat their workers fairly and like actually treat them like human beings so my my question is and this is probably like a good stepping off point for this episode and probably like maybe a question for the next episode but it's just like i mean we have automation coming down the pipeline right yep. and jobs i'm not i even tech jobs right everything it seems like everything is at, in some way capable of being automated. Like, it must be raining. Yeah. Um, in what way, what is the answer to all these people being unemployed? Because that's just going to provide a lot of people with a lot of yep. unrest. What do they want? Riots? Um, so, or are they going to hire people and provide more meaningless positions, right? Uh, or more middlemen companies, right, that own and mark up different things, which just makes stuff more expensive, which makes more people not be able to afford things, right, which, again, doesn't sound like a solution, or it just seems like a half-baked version of socialism. <laughs> Look, that's what actually I think this is the biggest reason why I think it makes sense to go towards more social democratic policies, mm -hmm. like Canada and Norway. Well, and this is actually one of the reasons why I really support the what I was talking about earlier with our current generation not being as obsessed with work as previous generations, I think this is actually a natural inclination for our society to go towards because I think I do believe in higher powers. So I do think there's like this natural evolution that we are going to go towards artificial intelligence and automation to the point where not everyone is going to be able to be employed. And that's why I think it's naturally going towards us becoming a more social democratic or socialist society because when you provide for people the basic necessities that they need, they no longer have to find a job to be able to get, get those necessities. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to be the reality of the situation. When the trucking industry, which employs a, millions of people in this country, goes completely automated, what the hell are all those truckers going to do, right? Yeah. It's not that easy to just find I mean, another job. Find, well, yeah, I was going to say find another job in a different country. How, can they afford to do that? No, no, no. I'm just like, like as a as any sort of solution to that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's like dire solutions, like desperate solutions. But like, that's obviously something we want to avoid. Um, right. So like, when automation comes, and it's not just gonna be truckers, it's gonna be a lot of, you know, service, I mean, sorry, yeah, even service jobs, 
you know, industrial jobs, all of that's going to go away. We have to have a solution to that. And it's not just replacing it with other jobs because I don't think that there's going to be enough jobs to replace those. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. So like that's also exponential is like the, the amount of productivity that it yields, I think also exponentially reduces the amount of jobs that it creates. Exactly. So that's why we have, in my opinion, we have to be able to guarantee people certain things so that even when that does occur, we're ready for it. Yeah. So like everyone should be guaranteed housing, food and water, um, healthcare, education and internet, mm-hmm. because those five things are like the basics of what everyone needs. And we already kind of guarantee education for the most part. Um, although we don't guarantee college, we just guarantee K through 12. Um, so that's kind of already thing, but it could definitely be better, especially our education system. Well, it's but it's like, like a Pandora's box thing. It's like, it's already been opened. It exists. So like, why not perfect it? See, the problem is, is that's, that's what I mean is like everyone's, our government and our, the private corporations that control the government are all, um, you know, motivated by the same thing, which is money, greed, and power, yeah. right? They're not thinking about the future because they don't give a fuck because thinking about the future doesn't make you money. So like what matters is we need to have someone who actually plans ahead and not thinking about those three things to actually create a society that's prepared for that. I mean, Andrew Yang, I think, did a good job of actually bringing this up as a mainstream issue. And his response is UBI, which I think is a decent idea. But I think we need to go beyond that as well and like actually like have basic necessities um taken care of for people so that when that does happen, because it's inevitable, it's going to happen, we are prepared for it. Unfortunately, because of all the, you know, corrupt incentives we have, it's very difficult to actually get that to happen. Like, it's the same thing with the climate change thing. Like, we already know this is coming. We know this impending doom is coming and they're not doing shit about it because it doesn't make them money. It'd be fun. Uh, I'm already thinking of ideas for like next episodes, but like thinking about like, uh, like we work out, like what is the what is a what is a socialist society look like to you? you yeah. Know, like what is all this stuff like? Let's say we implement it all. Like how does it function? Where do the pipes go? Where does the water go? You know, like how does it all function? But also like different things like exploring. Um, uh, like I, so here's the thing: everything is driven. Like these aren't just like systems that operate out of nothingness right like amazon for example is driven by you know these people who are so like i i guess i maybe i don't understand greed but i can't help but think like the dopamine rush that you get from uh from like uh, from getting more money actually you know what i think it is it's like gambling addiction because i feel like i i listened to something recently how about like gambling addiction is different than like drugs because it's not it's the uncertainty of it right and and trying something and i feel like it must be the same thing with these people they're just like gambling with larger and larger amounts and they're chasing a high that they can't because what is the psychology of it if you give me 500 million dollars right i'm not really a business oriented guy so if you give me 500 million dollars and then you give me like uh like another like 100 million or or 600 million or something after that my my enjoyment of that is is not going to be like massively it's not going to be proportional my enjoyment of 500 million dollars is not going to be like double if you give me double the amount of money right i feel like after like even 50 million dollars you're just kind of like this all feels the same you know like how how many nicer things can you buy yeah i mean or maybe it's not about it's not about the ownership of money it's about playing the game the competition right i think that's what it is it's like 
a, a competitive thing of like, I want to be the rich or I want to be the best. Or maybe they have like fucking Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are competing and then having a space race, which is just ridiculous to me how it used to be where it's like governments had space races. And now it's just like and now just individual people have space races, which I think is just a perfect encapsulation yeah. of how we've degraded as a society. Which is like <laughs> I, I kind of like always had this like fantasy of like, oh, I can't wait until like people can build their own like spacecraft and stuff like that but then it's just like you see it now it's just like this is this is ego this is not fun this is not exploration of science on an individual level this is just uh a bunch of uh, big dick energy exactly it's just like uh, i got the bigger spaceship yeah exactly <laughs> it's 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 unfortunate it's sad like but yeah I feel because like... nasa did i think did a great job of like making people actually love science and that's For why sure. it's better to have something like that go through like you know, an entity like NASA, because they actually have an incentive, not just of money, but just for the, the joy and love of going to space. Yeah. While meanwhile, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, they just fucking wanted to measure their dicks. That's the only reason they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I hope. And here's the thing. You got to take the W's where you can. Like, I hope that those people inspire. Uh, uh, like, I hope that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk inspire people to continue, because I feel like, though, I, I have though, a feeling it's not. No, no, no. Like, I, I mean, like. Though, um, though they, it is somewhat of a a terrible, uh, not terrible, like, I don't know, SpaceX is still kind of like, like, I feel like they are pushing the boundaries as far as things, because like, if you think about it, I don't know if NASA was ever thinking about it, but like the idea of reusable rockets is pushing the bounds of innovation in uh, the bounds of innovation in space, like space exploration, space technology, yeah. and rockets, like reusing it is like the next step right because this is like but that is cool and i hope that that continues i just wish they would it's just like you gotta take the parts of it that are good and the parts of the bad i just don't want it to be about elon musk right i want it to be about spacex i want to be about the kids who get inspired to like be like are you telling me i can work at a rocket company and it's not you know just the one just nasa you know, I can work at SpaceX or Virgin Galactic or uh, Blue Blue what, what Blue something. I don't know, bro. Whichever don't one, it. Blue Feather, I think it is, uh, with Amazon. Though I would not want to work at an Amazon one. Um, <laughs> no, because like even that stuff is like cool. I don't. I have a fear of space, but I think the uh, the technology and the, the sense of exploration behind it is cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I just think like to me, I feel like it's. It's, it's just better to do it through something like NASA because it's just yeah like if it's, you know, I don't know, like you see it now and it's like no one really cares. It's talking about space the way it, like when NASA did it. Right. And like, I don't know if this is the same thing because of the, it could be different factors or whatever. But I just think like. Like, again, there's just it, there's I don't tr I don't want to trust the entire like exploration of space on one or two individuals. Right. Because how do you know those two, one or two individuals are actually going to do the right thing, right? I mean, but how much of it, like, we, and again, I think we're kind of deviating. We may need to wrap up the podcast, but it's just like the, uh, the, the NASA certainly has, this, it is the same thing, if you think about it. Like, what was the purpose of NASA? Like, I guarantee you the reason NASA exists is because it was a dick measuring competition between the United States and Russia. That's fair. So it's just like, yeah, they both come from, from ego-driven things, but what we... But the good of it is the people that inspired to pursue those things and the people that employed to do those things. But it's just like, what was the motivation behind it? Oh, it was because we wanted to probably. I think that there is a fear, or like in conspiracy theories, they say that like 
they they said we didn't go to the moon you know it was just a means to like get russia to like outspend itself or something like that or i think that was an interstellar or something like that. oh yeah yeah but i i still think that that is maybe a slight motivation of it there's just like let's just get them to put all of their money into space shit you know and like i think that's still drip because imagine if they had any any sort of success and we were faking it and didn't have success to match like how bad would that look back then oh yeah and also like they did sputnik first before we did anything so like yeah um so if anything it was probably the op i mean either way you're right the incentives were also probably not great in that regard yeah but i mean nasa has been cut time and time again for the last four decades right so like yeah that's why it's being replaced by private entities but the thing is it's like i just don't trust that they're actually going to do what's good for humanity rather than what's good for them personally right Mm -hmm. and like at least with the government it's a democratically elected institution that like is supposed to be representative of the people and it's a little bit easier to manage it's easier i feel like to pressure a government entity to do something than it is a private personal person you know uh yeah for sure um but either way yeah i feel like we're gonna wrap it up here folks thank you for coming along this journey of us going through our own multiverse of madness of of madness of of uh labor discussion madness okay well thanks for listening uh have a good day i hate all of you okay (laughs) i just kidding i I love you guys please continue listening to us yeah we're having a great time over here um we're gonna we're still working out exactly what we want this podcast to be but i think we're starting to figure it out mm-hmm. so keep on tuning in as we c- develop our characters tune in tune it up uh develop the story arc exactly all right see you guys bye